Fuel Stop Chats is recorded live over Zoom. Please check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Fuel Stop Chats. And also, if you're brave enough to want to watch us, check us out on our YouTube channel. Search Fuel Stop Chats for the show recordings and other additional videos. As always, like and subscribe. And if you have a show idea, feel free to reach out to us at fuelstopchats at gmail.com. Again, fuelstopchats at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, like and subscribe, throw us a rating, tell your friends, and let's grow the community. Thanks for listening. Key the intro. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a couple weeks, but uh, Chris and I are back, and this is Fuel Stop Chats. I'm James. I'm Chris. And and here we go. Um, so we had somebody that was going to be on today, but uh, for some reason, it didn't look like he was going to make it. So Chris and I are just going to sort of spitball a little bit. It is uh, glorious Black Friday, so I'm staying here in my garage. I'm not leaving uh, to go anywhere because I don't want to have to deal with it. My wife just left. She said she had to meet somebody for breakfast somewhere. I was like, you're crazy. I'm not going out. There's no way. No. So- she was not looking forward to it, but uh, she had already made plans and hadn't really figured, thought about it being Black Friday when she had made plans. So I said, well, bring me back a sandwich. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a much bigger fan of Cyber Monday. <laughs> uh, that Black Friday shopping is just off the charts, man. I can't do it. No, no, I did it once. Um, uh, remember the Wii system, the Sony Wii system? Oh, yeah. We so have I think, one. I think her son was maybe 12 when it came out and I went and actually stood in a line at target at four in the morning to get one of those damn things. Um, and I stood there thinking to myself, never again, never doing this again. I think there was a time of day pre-internet where, you know, trying to get a bargain like that was maybe worth it for certain things. But man, since the days of the internet, it's like, why? No, I'll take that back. I did it also a few years ago to get my father an iPad because it, you Apple stuff doesn't go on sale very often. But when you can pick up an iPad for, I think it was like a hundred bucks at wow. Best Buy, I went and stood in the line for a little bit. I think that was a two hour ordeal. Uh, my time was worth it to stand in line. So I ended up buying three of them. So yeah. So yeah, you run across a deal like that every once in a while. It's worth it, but uh, I don't think so. I think last time we talked, you were looking at getting the uh, the ultimate trailer or the ultimate bike. What is it? The thing that you had in the back of your truck? Oh, the ultimate power ramp. The ultimate power ramp. So you've had you got it installed. What are your got thoughts? It I it's amazing engineering. The quality is better than what I had anticipated. Um, the fact that they, Mark took so much time with me. I, I actually went out to Ohio because it was cheaper to drive out there than it was to, to uh, ship it because of the weight. I think it's 185 pounds altogether. Um, anyway, we went out and took the truck out and uh, got to his place and installed it. And we took the time to, there's a pad in the back where if your bed isn't perfectly aligned with your tailgate, if your tailgate's up a little high, you don't want any weight on your tailgate. So what they do is they they have an adjustable back piece that allows you to compensate for that. So when I put the extender piece on, it carries the load, not your tailgate. 
Oh, and, wow. um, and so we took the time to get that all tweaked and get it, you know, really finely adjusted. And then that gives you the break point, the bend point, if you will, for the, the ramp itself to come out of the truck. And with that extension on there, even with a 3,500 and a high tailgate, you've got a, a, a decent slope instead of it being real steep. Right. And, um, and the worm gear operation with the, the cordless drill, I mean, it, it pulls the bike up in there and unloads it. Just, I mean, really easy. Now, did you use your 1600 and test it out when you got home? No, we used his bike there okay. uh, to test it all out, make sure everything was fit. There was a, there was an issue because this is the first time they've done a long bed with that high a tailgate. So he said, I think we're close, but you know, let's see. And they were really close and, uh, you know, but making those tweaks and everything. And then we wanted to see the steepness, how steep the ramp was that elevation. And uh, so he had his bike handy and he wheeled it around and we, we made sure everything worked great before we left. Really good yeah. guy to deal with. Really, and, really. And that was my biggest concern. So you, you have a 3,500 that is high off the ground. It's not like a normal F-150 that's even got a, you know, a couple inch of lift on it. It's still, I mean, that thing is high up. So that was, yeah, I was curious as to how that would be. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, there was a conversation that was online the other day where somebody was asking about, you know, do I trailer my bike out to California and ride down the coast? Do I fly and rent? Whatever. I said, look, I've done, I've done, I've ridden my bike out there a couple of times, and I've done the fly and rent lots of times. And um, we, were, I was walking them through kind of the pros and cons of each one. And I said, and if you have a pickup truck, you can always throw your bike in the back of the truck and drive out if you want, you know, and um, somebody's, you know, you always get the, uh, oh, why would you trailer your bike? You know, you always get those guys. Um, but, you know, this guy has a limited amount of time. He has a limited budget, you know, and I told him, I said, look, I don't myself, I, if it was local, you know, a couple 20, 30 miles or something, trailering's fine, you know, but if I'm going to jump in the car, for example, and I'm going to run down and see you down in Bryson city, that's 10 hours on a bike. It's eight in a car, you know, nine. Um, and if it's, if it's like it is today where it's in the thirties and the wind's blowing 50 miles an hour, you know, it's pretty nice to be able to just say, you know what, I'll just throw this in the bed of the truck. And I'll drive down there where it's a little warmer and ride all over there, you know? So there's a convenience factor to it. Some guys are, you know, oh, it's 2,500 bucks. You know, it's like, well, it, yeah, it, it is, but it's because it's not a piece of crap either. I mean, if you look at the way this thing's made, why, like when, the, for example, just subtle things, the way the rails slide in, mm -hmm. we spent probably 15 minutes making adjustments so that when you put the extension piece on and you slide the, the piece out to, you know, actually hinges down to get the bike. There's no clunk clunk where that seam is. It's it's like it's machined, you know, nice. but you can take it off and throw the tailgate shut. So when you're taking, you, because I know you have a fifth wheel uh, attachment in there. When you take this off, is it easy to store? So the fifth wheel is only on during trailer season. I take it out. The bed's pretty much empty all the rest of the time of the year. Yeah. Um, and the fifth wheel hitch that I bought is a two-piece so I could pick it up myself. It's it's still really heavy, but it, it's at least in two pieces. 
and I have a roller cart that rolls up to the tailgate and I set the first piece on, I set the second piece on top of it and then I can just roll it into the garage. And, uh, and this thing weighs 185 pounds. So what I did was, do you know what I mean by furniture mover or piano mover? Yeah. A little four wheel, right? Well, I've got several of those in the shop. I just roll one of those over there, drag that thing out until the, to the end yeah, is on that. Put it down there and wheel it away. Yeah. yeah. Just stand it up, roll it over against the wall. And uh, that's it. So nice. yeah, not, not bad. And it, the, the beauty of this system is that it doesn't bolt into your bed. That's the other thing that people get all sideways about. I don't want this thing permanently bolted in my bed. I want to use my truck. I use my truck. It's not in the truck now. You Wait, know? I don't understand. It's not bolted down. How is it in there? No, the two corner tie downs in the front, every pickup's got welded corner tie, tie downs yeah. in, the, in the bottom corner. You take two straps and it's there's an A-frame that's built to strap that down and that holds the front end down while really? you're putting your bike in. Yeah. Oh, and it wow. only takes about for for an eight hundred pound bike. It only takes about three hundred pounds, um, you, you know, hold the front end down, so it doesn't give you any of that. Two tie straps, five hundred pounds each. There you go. Yeah, it'll load a twelve hundred pound bike. Okay. Easy. I yeah, I thought this thing was bolted down into the bed of the truck. No, no, it's removable. Super easy. Oh wow, that's that's awful. why that's why I went that route. It, yeah. Again, you know, I'm talking about. What's it going to, my truck is a truck. It is a empty bed for hauling stuff. My daughter just bought her first house and moved. I used the truck, moved all kinds of furniture with it. I want to pull the 44 foot toy hauler. I've got the pucks already installed where I just slide in my, my fifth wheel mount. And when I want to take the bike somewhere, like I'll give you another example where I'm going to use this pretty soon. I need new tires. We came back from North Carolina trip. Yeah. Well, you and I were down there. My tires need replaced. Well, I don't know if you, you know, you do know because you grew up in Chicago and you're born in South Dakota, but you know, there are days up here where I don't really, yes, I have heated gear and I've ridden in cold weather, but how nice would it be to throw that thing in the back of the truck, drive down to Bob's, get some two, two new tires. And, and I don't care if it's January or February, if it's a nice day, I want to go ride, but there's no tread on the tires, man, you know? So it's a great example of here's how handy is it to drive down there with that in the back of the truck, unload it, let them put two tires on it and roll off. I mean, yeah. Well, I figured you took it out because you went out to hunting uh, with the family. How was hunting? How was your hunting trip? It was good, man. I, and yeah, so everything comes out of the bed so that the four wheeler can get loaded. Yeah. The four wheeler, I can, I ride that up the ramps. You know, it's easier than trying to walk beside a big, heavy touring bike. Um, yeah, so hunting was great. Um, I was by myself two nights, uh, cause my brother had gotten married and used up all of his vacation time. So he was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then he took off. Um, he got a nice eight on Monday and, um, I had six dough I've could have taken, but chose not to. Um, but it was a good time. Dad came down. It was just him and me for two days. Oh, that's in the awesome! Of the week, yeah. So, uh, for him to come down at eighty-five, almost eighty-six, hang out for a couple of days. We he we sat around a fire pit. We talked for hours and just had a really really cool couple of days. 
Yeah, that's and like then, you know the, one of the best parts of being on a motorcycle trip is when you get the fires going and the bourbon out and just sort of sitting around telling stories. Sort of like what we're doing here without uh, fire or bourbon. So right. I, I do have a quick story. Well, normally, normally we're not broad daylight doing this, but we were this trying to true. facilitate the day after Thanksgiving, guys in California. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of good stories, you mentioned earlier you had a good story. I did. I and I do. Uh and this is sort of a, a be beware for people. Um I don't know. The all of the warning signs came out on this to where it was just too much. But uh you know, is but the KTM, I've got it for sale. I've got it on a couple different websites and you know, Facebook marketplace. Uh you know, all the pictures are out there, so it's got the supermotos on there. I've got the the six oh sixes with the rims that go with it. Everything, you know, I got all the pictures. I've been getting a lot of hits on it, and uh, I get an email. And it's like, well, I don't want to haggle. What's the absolute lowest you go? So I tell him. He's like, all right, perfect. I will send you a cashier's check. I was like, cashier's check. So there's there's a flag there. It's like, ah. You don't want a video of me starting the bike. You don't want to. He's like, no, no, no. I, I'm in. He didn't say where he was, but his email came in from St. Louis. So it's easy like, now, easy. But easy. No, I'm just, picking, I'm, I'm just telling on you, us St. Louis natives. It, I'm just telling you, it came in from St. Louis, and uh, he's like, "No, I, I, I don't hear good. So everything that I do is voice to text. So you would have to deal with one of those machines, or we could just text like this. It's like plausible. All right. He's like, well, you know, I've got to, I have some." hospital things that i have to do some doctor's appointments and then i'll get back to you in a week it's like that's perfect so i had to go up to chicago i went to chicago i came back been like two weeks i said hey i haven't heard from you so i'm putting you know the the bike is on the market i don't have a check it's still for sale and i'm not holding it for you i got an email back here's the tracking number checks on the way okay so check the tracking number it was u.s postal service huh all right then he comes back he's like my secretary there's my second flag because who has a secretary anymore made the check incorrectly she made a cashier's check for seventy three hundred dollars oh man could you just you know it's a cashier's certified check the money's good just deposit it once everything clears with your bank and you're and you're happy with it just divert the you know x amount over to the uh it, it was supposed to be x amount going to me and x amount going to the um transportation company and it was like, I don't know, two or three thousand dollars. And I'm thinking to myself, I have transported motorcycles from here to Boston, from uh I, I shit my Camaro drive you know, shipping the Camaro down from Chicago was like a thousand dollars. I thought yeah, three thousand to checked. ship a bike. Yeah. It was eight hundred bucks to put it in Europe. Yeah. So I said, Hey, I don't know who your transport company is, but they are raping you. This is you do not need to pay. I will find you a, a different transport company. No, Dude, no, no, no. Speaking, no. Of, speaking of trucks with a ramp in it, I'll drive down there <laughs> to Tampa and haul the bike to St. Louis for you for three grand. Right? No, no, no. I'm I'm in the hospital getting chemo. There was supposed to be money that went to the transportation money. Supposed to be money for you, and I was supposed to get money. I was like, "What hospital are you in?" Nothing. Dead silent. Check arrived. I got an email. Your check arrived. Uh, I will. My secretary will send you the information for the transport company. It's like, okay, just to let you know, 
if this is a scam, I'm giving you your early out right now. Because if it's if it is, I will prosecute to the full extent of the law. This is not a scam. I would never do anything like that. So, all right. So the mail comes, and uh, I actually have it right here. <laughs> Priority service has a return address on it too. Oh, good. I open it up, and an actual cashier's check. Yeah. <coughs> what bank? It's a bank called Kitsap Bank out of Orchard, Port Orchard, Washington. So I Google searched them, found them, and I called them. I said, hey, somebody sent me a cashier's check. I just want to ver- verify these funds are real. She's like, well, what's the branch number? I said, I don't know. She goes, there's a BR and a number. I was like, BR number two. She's like, oh, yeah, we've been getting a lot of these. I was Uh-oh. like, ah, she goes, let me transfer you, transfer you. She put me over to security. They're like, yeah, what's the number? So I told them the account number. She's like, yeah, that's 10 numbers. Our accounts are 11. She goes, yeah, this is one of the fake ones. Where'd it come from? So I told her. She goes, huh, <clears throat> most of them have been coming out of California. That's that's a new one. I was like, All right. So I notified the, the FBI and the Postal Service, seeing that this was basically, what, wire fraud yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, Filled out a bunch of paperwork for the FBI. Um, never heard back from them. It's been two weeks. Not even an email reply back that they got this. That's Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, COVID yeah, th- slowing things down. Th- this was from like the 10th of November. So I guess they're doing other things. But uh, yeah, then the, the, the guy wrote me back. Here's the address of the uh, where you need to send the money from or money to. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'll get right on that as soon as this (laughs) check cashes. He's like, well, send me a picture of the check being cashed. What? And I told my wife about that, you know, that it was, you know, cashed. He wants to see that it was, you know, validated and cashed, which I thought was weird. But I was like, okay, so there's my open door. How far down the rabbit hole do I want to go? Because I've already been spoofing his IP address on all the emails coming in, but it's all coming in from Gmail, which means it's going to show Wichita, Kansas yeah, from its, you know, one of the cloud servers. I can't pinpoint exactly where this guy is, but if he wants me to send him a photo. Yeah. Where do you want me to send it to? No, I'll just embed something into the photo that automatically alerts me when it opens and tells me exactly what machine opened it from where. Yeah. So, I was telling my wife this, and she's like, stop. Just stop. You're, you're going down the rabbit hole. This is going to consume you. Let it go. Just you've reported it into the FBI. Let them do their job. You don't need to be spoofing this out. And she goes, secondly, you don't know what kind of organization this is, and they already have your home address and name because they sent this to you. I was like, ah. all right. So... I turned it all in. I did notify the company because uh, there, there's an address on here for where it was sent from. And uh, I got a hold of the company that was supposedly be the company that he owns. And they're like, oh, this again? Yeah. I said, yeah, I got a package from you. Uh, it's a check. And she goes, you didn't get anything from us. This this started up again. She goes, I don't know who got our address, but somebody uses our address and sends out these fake cashier's check we've had people come here asking about this and police she goes i'm sorry that you've had to deal with this uh wow. yeah so if anybody's I liked your idea 
Dude, I like your idea because as much as we travel, it ain't nothing for me to jump on a plane and go oh. visit somebody. Oh, I know. And I was <laughs> right there with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just call me. Tell me where I'm supposed to meet you. <laughs> I believe my wife was like, all right, John Wick, we're not going down this path. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, though, man? I, we had a situation where uh, somebody had stolen the ID. They were going into like Walgreens and CVS yeah. and they were buying, you know, uh, gift cards, redeemable gift cards with this money they had stolen. And so the lady at the Walgreens said, what? what was the time of the transaction and she could tell by the cash register and their point of sale system. They okay. have a picture. They have a picture of this dude at the cash register. This is the guy. This is the transaction. This this right here. And I said, okay, great. So contact the police local in California. The guy says, well, we typically don't chase this stuff down because it's yep. covered. I said, look, look, I understand my insurance company and my credit card, you know, blah, 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 blah. I get all of that. But you have a photo of the guy committing the crime. In the act of the crime. Yes. And he goes, well, if we caught the guy, you're in Pennsylvania. I said, no, no, no. I will fly out there. I have no problem flying out there yep. if you catch this guy. Because sooner or later, somebody's got to pay for this. I yep. mean, we're all paying for it now in hidden fees and transaction fees. And, you know, I said, somebody needs to put a stop to these guys. But, well, yeah, uh, I mean, my biggest thing is they, they gave me the, the address of where to send the money to. Yeah. I was like, well, all right, now I've got a point of somebody's expecting a check. Right. I'll just fly out there. I thought and I, I Google searched it. It's not like a house on a dirt road. And I mean, it's like a shack. Where at? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was like, um, somewhere in Colorado. Oh, Colorado. So I thought about it. and I was like, it, it's just as easy to put, you know, anybody that's any mail that's going to this address under this name, auto forward it to uh, India or Russia or yeah, wherever. So, yep, I, I've let it go. But, you know, as a word to, of warning to motorcyclists. If you're trying to sell something and you're using any of the uh, motorcycle websites that are out there to sell anything, um, just seller beware. Uh, if you get a cashier's check and somebody's telling you that it's going to be a little bit over and you can move that money over and send it back to them, it's fake. Uh, listen, listen to yourself internally that it's this is too good to be true. Man, well, with the bank routing numbers being incorrect, why I'm surprised a bank would cash the cashiers. Check. It's not the routing numbers. The routing numbers are correct. Okay. So the, what takes place is you'll go to cash yeah. that check. The routing yeah. numbers will match up. Your bank yeah. will see it as a certified cashier's check and they'll accept it. And they will give you the, for this would be $7,300. So I would have seen $7,300 instantly deposited in my bank. It yeah. gets sent back, and once it gets back to the other bank, and the other bank verifies the account number, that's, that's when, when it get, gets flag it. kicked back, and it's like this is fraudulent. And my bank comes back to me and says, "Yeah, I'm gonna need that seventy three hundred dollars back." Yeah. In which I had already taken three thousand of that and sent it to Zimbabwe or wherever. <laughs> now I'm on the hook for you know three thousand dollars. Oh and, man. Uh, it, I've, you know, my neighbor, this happened to him. So I was telling him about it. He goes, yeah, that happened to me about five years ago. Sons of bitches. Rah, rah, rah. He's like, I went 
tooth to nail with the bank. I, I was able to keep uh, a portion of that money. Because I had no problem, you know, giving X amount back, but uh, I didn't, you know, ship the bike or anything like that. They just never came and got the bike. It was all about the money. So I'd kept my product. So I wasn't out a bike and. And the money. He goes, yeah, but the, you know, the insurance, the, the, the. The the bank covers the insurance side of it, but uh, yeah, they're still gonna they're still gonna want money. So I was like, I'm yeah. not dealing with it. I know this is fake. Um, I'm just holding on to it if the FBI ever comes back to me. Which I mean, I, they got bigger fish to fry than some guy writing cashier's checks. But I mean, this is also like you said, this is a wear on the resources that could be used doing other more important shit. Well, think about it though. Let's say that guy mails a hundred of those checks out and 10 of them pop, right? That's $30,000. Now, now you're getting into some, you know, some serious money where if, if he only mailed a hundred, that guy's probably a machine. He's probably printing and posting those things. Yeah. You know, that's his job. It's, it's more like it's most likely not just one dude. It's some kind of organization right. uh, that does yeah. this kind of thing, and you know, especially now lately. with the holidays, people are looking to sell something to get money to do something else for somebody else. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's. I know that I've sold things uh, that are uh, looking to get rid of something, and, and sure. uh, was the season. I was like, I'd like to be able to do this with my family or get my wife this and. Well, you know, I'll get rid of this. So you sell it and, you know, people are looking to sell stuff nowadays. Yeah. We just did a piece on uh, ransomware the other day and it's become an organized crime. You yes. can literally go ransomware as a service and you pay a fee. They send you all the code, mailer list, and uh, off you go. So, yeah, that was that was my fun story. All right, my friend. Well, like Good you said, buyer and seller beware. Yeah, if, if I can't if I can't drive to it or fly to it and see it. Well, here's the thing. I, I think the biggest thing for me is if somebody wants to buy your motorcycle without ever seeing it or hearing it start. Would yeah. you buy a motorcycle without ever seeing it and hearing it start, especially if it's almost twenty years old? No. no. Exactly. No. So. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, maybe we'll have our guest on here another time. I'll get reach out to him. Uh, it'll be fun to see uh, if he makes it on because it's a really interesting story and information that he has. And I'm just going to tease it like that and leave that there. So uh, until next time, ride her out. <laughs> ride her out, brother.